Hi guys and welcome back to the Weekly Live podcast. I am Lucy Evans and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you live a healthier and happier life physically as well as mentally in a way that is realistic and most of all sustainable long term. It is my mission to humanise the female fitness industry and I love that you are here with me on this journey. guys and welcome back to another episode of your weekly lift today we are joined by my lovely client Evie who has been having coaching with me now for the last nine months um and in that time we've seen some really great results physically but we've also seen some major changes mentally in terms of mindset towards food um the way you look at your training and yeah so so much more and I don't want to ramble in this intro too much because I want to let Evie tell you her journey that she's been on herself so welcome Evie. Hi. Are you excited for the podcast today? Yeah I am. (laughs) So many people love the um, client like catch up so the more people I can get on the better and I thought yeah I know I know we spoke about it like a while back and you were like I don't know if I would do it or not and I was like you're doing it now. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely one of my favorites I think that's what I said to you wasn't it that I really enjoy listening to the client ones so. Yeah yeah definitely so it's really nice now to be able to have you on and tell your story so do you want to start just by telling us like a bit about you what you do you know stuff we need to know give us a background. (laughs) Okay, so I'm Evie and I'm 28 and I'm a teacher, um, which I absolutely love. Before I taught in a primary school, um, I worked abroad for a few summers and I taught water sports. um, I kind of got into teaching through that, which I really, really enjoyed. Um, I love being outside and I've always had a really active lifestyle. Um, Growing up, I danced six days a week and then my family are really big into it as well. Lots of running, walking, cycling, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, So that's kind of always been part of my lifestyle but I've always struggled with food and always had kind of an up and down relationship in the background and in the foreground sort of throughout that. Your family actually always remind me of my family because everyone's (laughs) always doing something. (laughs) Yeah it's full on and non-stop. (laughs) And then you all like rope each other into doing things as well. (laughs) Absolutely my running at the moment if it wasn't for my mum and my sister definitely would not be. Oh no, it's nice. It's nice to have that extra accountability, I think, when other people around you are all doing it. So Yeah, it definitely is. Don't ever show like an interest in something because that's it, you're like roped into it basically after that. <laughs> My mum keeps talking about um triathlons and then yeah. um what is it where you can do relay triathlons? Oh, so if I show too much interest in swimming, that'll be it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't I can I can see that now. <laughs> And then I'll be in the background like, yeah, you can do a triathlon. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So do you want to start by telling us like a bit about where you were before you joined coaching? Like, how did you feel in yourself? What did you do in terms of diet and exercise? Like, I know you said you've always struggled with food. So I think it would just be good to have a bit of a background on that, really. Yeah, so before lift, I was exercising um, and I was going to like small group gym sessions and I'd had really good bursts of like um, kind of consistency, but I was never overall consistent with it. And when I got tired or stressed, which as a teacher happened regularly, I struggled to commit um, to go in and that would kind of throw me off track. Um, and I would struggle to go twice a week. Mm-hmm. My food was just all over the place. Um, 
before lock no well during lockdown I lost weight and um kind of got to a point where I was happy but then didn't know what to do from there after that so I put all the, the weight back on and more so I just felt really kind of guilty and like I let myself down and I suppose all of those feelings mm-hmm. just contributed to the cycle of having three really good days and then two weeks of just not really caring I suppose or telling myself that I didn't care and then trying to get back into it and it's just this constant backwards and forwards mm-hmm. sort of cycle um I've also noticed like obviously looking back on it now my sleep is so different um I was so tired getting up in the morning and those kind of things and they're all things that have kind of changed over the last nine months amazing yeah it's weird when you think back I think like I remember our initial call and you said things like oh it just has felt like it always feels like a chore and like something that you end up resenting almost when you do it and then you end up falling off it because it almost becomes something that you were like obsessing over as such right yeah absolutely I used to overthink food and think like almost I couldn't think about anything else logically because I spent so much time thinking about what I needed to eat and how much of it and when what time um and I thought that I had to think about it that much to kind of get where I wanted to go but now I hardly ever think about it maybe you know once every few days to track it into my fence pile and then it's kind of in there and it's it's done yeah yeah agreed um yeah it's really nice to actually think back to some of those things and those positions you're in and even things like sleep you're so right like you don't when you sign up to coaching I think it's more about like losing weight or what changes you want to make physically and then when you've actually got like nine months in you realize the impact that it's had on all of those other things as well yeah definitely so you obviously signed up you were on the coach on the coach on the fence about coaching (laughs) for a little while weren't you like we spoke a little bit on instagram a couple of times and i know like you were already in, like you said, you were already doing the small group training. So what was it in the end that made you think, right, I'm going to make that decision. I'm going to do this. And like, what were those goals that you wanted to achieve initially? Um, So there's a couple of things, I suppose. Um, One of them was when I followed your page. So I know Beth, who was one of your clients. If you've listened to the podcast, she did the running podcast. So I'd seen (laughs) you through her. Um, And I just loved what you were posting and I loved how female focused it was and how personal it was. It just really resonated with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a few things that you shared and there was the calorie counting masterclass, I think, that I watched just before I joined. Yeah. Um, and I sort of looked back on it and I'd kind of talked to them about it. I'd gone backwards and forwards, do I, don't I? And I thought in my at the time, I thought that what I was doing should be enough to work on its own. And I just convinced myself that it was, yeah. uh, but it wasn't. And I eventually looked back over maybe the four or five months that I'd messaged you on and off and been following your page and thought I'm in the same position as I was at the start yeah. and nothing's changing. Yeah. So that's kind of pushed me. That was what pushed me initially into doing it. Um, and I would say my goals were probably were, I wouldn't have said it was consistency, but it was. It was getting into some kind of routine with training and with food, getting my food and nutrition on track to ultimately lose um fat I suppose mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah and yeah I forgot about the calorie counting masterclass actually yeah so it's kind of nice that you had built that you had that like foundation I think like you said you'd always kind of been interested in it and like dipped in and out of it but then what coaching almost took it to like right I'm gonna do this now and I'm gonna take it seriously like for a long period of time right yeah, absolutely. I think without, not without the commitment, well, yeah, kind of without the commitment, it's easy to dip in and out of it and think, oh, am I doing it? Am I not doing it? Um, 
like there's nobody holding you accountable there is nobody to say what what have you done this week how did it go why have you done that kind of thing which is what I needed because like I say I looked over that period and I'd not made the change that I wanted to make and yeah. if I go back kind of throughout my journey probably from uni I have these periods where I'm really good for a month or two and then I'm not and it had been that constant cycle and it was just continuing and I thought how much longer yeah. is that cycle going to go on if we don't if I don't do something different yeah so right it's like that saying that's like nothing changes if nothing changes so like yeah. sometimes it can be easy to think oh, I'm going to do this I'm going to do this but if it hasn't worked before then maybe it's time to actually take another step in a different direction and and try something else I think yeah absolutely so obviously you mentioned you were doing the small group training and you said that you felt like that should have been enough and I think that's a really common thing I see is a lot of people are quite cautious about signing up to a coach because they are already enjoying like maybe another style of training outside of coaching and they think that they need to be getting all of their workouts from me that all their nutrition from me to, for it to work and obviously you're proof that that doesn't have to happen so you actually do like your own training sessions outside of coaching that I kind of just put in your calendar right as like a fitness class to tick off for that accountability so how would you say like coaching has complemented what you are doing outside of lift um they complement each other perfectly um obviously at the start of the program I let Lucy know exactly what I was training for what kind of training we did so she was sort of aware of the style of training that we were doing and then from there on in it's just been really smooth because all the progress I've seen through working with Lucy has then reflected in the gym and kind of PBs and um, just, yeah, consistency and improvements are just kind of running in line with each other because the more progress I make kind of with the mindset and the work that I do with Lucy, the more I see that reflected in what I do in the gym. Um, So yeah, they just work perfectly together. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think actually one of the key things that's like worked really well for you is like you you communicate with me like you said you told me the style of training you did we agreed like a certain amount of days a week you were going to go and then that helps me actually match up what I do with what you were doing outside because I think if you go off and just do your own thing all the time like it's quite hard then for it to kind of intertwine whereas we've got like a really good open line of communication (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely I think it um you just got to be really transparent, like exactly what you're doing and when you're doing it. And yeah. I will often message you now, Lucy, like, oh, my plan's changed this week. How do I fit it all in? And yeah. that still works because you still say to me, oh, well, we know those two sessions are set. So let's yeah. work around that with everything else. So as long as I think you're open and you're communicating, like you say, it um, works really well. Yeah, I agree. So let's talk about some of the things that you've obviously overcome and like the wins that you've had or even like the struggles that you've had that are now wins, I guess, over this last mm-hmm. t- nine months. So what would you say have been your biggest struggles in the last nine months? And how has your mindset changed or like what has helped with with these struggles? Maybe just start with the struggles and then we can go into yeah. what's changed. <laughs> yeah. So my biggest struggle was sort of emotional eating. And any time that I felt any kind of emotion, stress, um, happy, sad, like excited, just anything. Um, food would sort of be my natural go-to, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And as I 
uh, as I began teaching, so I didn't begin long ago, I feel like those emotions are all quite heightened or they were definitely at the start of the journey. Um, and more and more so I was relying on food, maybe after a busy day. I have a commute as well, it's about an hour, so it's kind of a prime time when nobody was around, um, where I just snapped on the way home in the car. And I guess the first thing for me was we looked at what that trigger was, like what, where was the part of the day where I was finding it the most difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and we put in some really good places in the really good routines in place throughout the morning to make sure I was drinking enough and my food throughout the day would be really good, but then it would get to that end of the school day time, yeah. sort of three o'clock, and my energy would be really low. I might be stressed, I might just be tired, um, there might have been a lot going on to process that sort of thing. And that's when I would sort of turn to food. So initially um the mindset work revolved around finding that trigger point and then it was like identifying strategies to put into place to help that yeah um and I think it's really easy to like think you're going to start coaching and you're going to start seeing amazing progress in terms of fat loss straight away but sometimes what I think we learned is some work has to almost be done in the background to overcome what it is that's slowing your fat loss progress down. And then once you've overcome that, you can kind of start seeing those results a bit more because it's not a smooth process, is it? Like we we had days that went well and then we had days that maybe didn't go so well because that's life and normal. Um, But yeah, I think it's easy to think you're gonna sign up and it's everything's gonna suddenly be fixed and actually that's when the work starts. Yeah, I think that's interesting because definitely for me, when I sign up and for lift and for previous things, when I've signed up, you have that first period of what, six weeks where it's like, just feels like, oh, this is different and it's changed. I can do it now kind of thing. Yeah. And then, then the hard bit starts. And then for me, that's where I would normally give up. But that's when we did all of the work that was maybe, I don't actually know how long it was, maybe two or three months of kind of maybe not progress as such on the scales, which is what yeah. I thought was progress. Yeah. However, now when I look back on it, that's probably the most progress that I've made in the whole journey because it's allowed me to get to where I am now. If yeah. I hadn't have done that work, I'd have still been in that kind of, you know, consistent and not consistent backwards and forwards type mindset. Yeah, so true. I think um, you almost had to be um, like willing and patient with the scales maybe not moving so quickly whilst you put in that work. And like you said, at that time, that's what you considered progress. But as we'll talk about that in a bit, but we, you know, we now know there's so much more to it than to, to that. But yeah, that's one thing I really admire about you and your journey is a lot of people would give up. Like they would give up at that six week period when discipline, when the mo- the newness and the motivation, I think got, starts to go out the window and like they might have a couple of dodgy weeks and then they give up because it's too hard. Whereas you were willing to, work through that hard and re- and I think I remember even having that conversation with you on trainer as you were like okay this is what like if I'm ever if I'm ever going to break this cycle this is where I'm going to do it kind of thing yeah definitely because I can remember saying to you before that like maybe this is just how I'm meant to be or maybe this is just the way that my body's meant to be but it's actually kind of breaking down those walls that you give yourself when you're in those positions that are uncomfortable and yeah like you say breaking through them to find you know the other side and I think for a long time it was uncomfortable and it was challenging because I was just overthinking everything but now I feel like 
I'm just so much more relaxed. Like I was saying earlier, I don't overthink it. I'm in control of what I eat, not in a restrictive way, but I just yeah. know that I can eat a little bit of what I want to eat and then put it away. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've had Easter eggs that are still in the house from Easter, which would have been unheard of. Yeah. There's one in the fridge that's half open. It's been like that for like two or three weeks, which yeah. I just never, ever would have done before. Yeah. And you know you can go and have like a meal out and get like get back on it the next day instead of it needing to like instead you know if you go over the calories that day you're okay with it and you can move on you know whereas before that probably would have transpired into like a week off tracking calories you know yeah absolutely I had um, a Hindu in was that May I think Mm. and I just got into a really really good routine just before that we probably had a month and a half where it was kind of coming out the back of the mindset journey and I was starting to see all the results and I was really pleased and I was really, really worried about how I would feel coming back from the Hindu because I thought that was going to almost yeah. rock the boat as such and make it difficult to get back on track. But actually what I found is that A, on the Hindu, I was just so much more relaxed about what I was eating. There wasn't this pressure because this was the time off as such to yeah. eat whatever you wanted. And I actually missed exercising. Like I really wanted to go for a run down the beach. And yeah. had it not been for the blisters that I'd got three days before, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I probably would have done. Yeah. Uh, but that was completely new as well. And that was just, again, all like a product of the mindset work that we'd done because that holiday didn't suddenly become an excuse to, um, you know, just yeah. to get crazy, I suppose. Yeah. Whilst I had fun, I didn't track and yeah. I was just a lot mindful. Yeah, you could just relax and be more flexible without that worry that it was going to ruin your progress or you weren't going to be able to get back on track because you did get straight back on track and I think that again as well it it proves to you that how much like what you've done has worked and you've built that trust in yourself now so the next time you go on holiday you probably won't have that worry so much yeah definitely so what are what are the things that have helped you obviously we've spoken about like mindset and the routines that we've put in place so what were those tools if there's anyone listening that maybe sounds like they're in a similar situation what is it that helped you um so first obviously like we said was identifying that trigger which was for me was the commute going home and then it was that I knew it was connected to my emotions so it connects to how I was feeling and instead of ignoring how I was feeling actually thinking about those emotions as such sitting with them and then thinking, what do I need in this moment that isn't food? So is it just you need a break? You've had a really long day. It's been really busy. Go and get a cup of tea. Go and sit and have a high protein snack that you've prepared for yourself for this time and then go back to your work. Mm-hmm. Or is it that you need to make a to-do list of all those different priorities that are stressing you out or work through exactly what you need to do before, you know, the deadline or before the next day or whatever? Or is it a distraction? Do you need to go for a walk? Do you need to take your mind off it? Or do you need some advice for something? Mm-hmm. And by choosing one of those four different things I could then work out what to do next so if it was a distraction maybe I put a podcast on the way home um, in the car and I found those really interesting to listen to more interesting than the radio um a break was quite easy just take a break yeah something like that yeah I agree I think um it was almost about putting in that like like the stressful situation and then the emotion like and then normally would lead to like the emotional eating it was about like putting something in the middle of that right and like and like you said dealing with it rather than just Mm -hmm. like ignoring your emotions and like eating as some kind of form of comfort to to almost like sound them out I guess yeah 
yeah, I think another thing that's just reminded me, there's, um, so on my route home from work, there was like the petrol station and a few different shops. And then there was one shop that was like 20 minutes in. And I told myself if for one, for some reason I felt hungry, I wanted a snack. I'd say, right, but you're not going to get the snack until we get to the 20 minute in shop. Yeah. And then that 20 minutes gave me that buffer period of almost thinking, why do I want to eat now? Am I hungry? Yeah. If so, then choose something that is kind of in line with what your goals are from the shop yeah. or um if you, you know if it's just an emotional response then just ignore it and by the time I was 20 minutes in I'd put a podcast on or an audiobook in the car and sort of forgot about it and yeah I remember you actually messaging me on one or one of the weeks being like by the time I got to that petrol station I had completely forgotten didn't even realize I'd passed it <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then there was like a few so for a while I just didn't go into the shop and then I remember messaging you like a few weeks down the line being like I went into the shop and I needed something for home bread or something and I just bought the bread and then I went out which again was a big win because that time where I was sort of on my own would have been the excuse to just or just have a little bit of something yeah um yeah and um in terms of like high protein snacks or things that have worked for you to have in the car we uh, you at one point were having like a chocolate protein shake on the way home weren't you so it was like that sweet yep. fix but did you find that helped yeah definitely so um either having a snack um for to have while I was still working at school before after school had finished but before I went home or um something in the car so yeah like a squeezy yogurt pouch high protein yogurt serving pouch was really good in the car um a protein bar or a protein shake was really good if I was going to have it um at work then I'd maybe have some fruit with a protein yogurt or something like that that I could just eat while I was um working yeah and I guess as well just talking about the taking the break part like I think obviously yeah taking a break is fairly easy to do but when you are in like a stressful situation or maybe like you said you've got a really long to-do list I think it can Mm -hmm. be really easy to think I just need to press on and and go and get this done and sometimes like having a break can almost seem counterproductive but actually that break allowed you that space to almost just gather your your thoughts and then it had a knock-on effect on the rest of the day whereas I think a lot of people would almost be too scared to take that break if they're in a stressful situation right yeah definitely I think sometimes like you say if you don't take the break you just end up being a bit like headless chicken and thinking of all those things that you've got to do whereas if you just have 10 minutes and then you sort of rationalize what it is that needs doing and I'd always say like what needs doing for the kids for tomorrow and then that'd be my kind of first thing that I'd you know yeah. get done and then work through it like that and prioritize it and I found that much easier to yeah. do on a clear head yeah have you had any other struggles like around that maybe not around food that your mindset has kind of changed in this last nine months um I suppose um consistency with the gym has kind of linked into that because when my food wasn't great and um, I wasn't fueled properly then the gym sessions would become really difficult mm-hmm. um and making myself go to them when I didn't want to go to them was always tough but I suppose it's all helped each other because as the mindset around food has improved it sort of improved it for the other areas as well yeah I always find like when you're eating well you're then more motivated to go and actually do your exercise because you know you're on a good track whereas when you sometimes it can be easy to go into that like oh I haven't eaten well so what's the point of going to do the exercise and that kind of thing yeah exactly or getting there and feeling really sluggish because you know that you've eaten too much before yeah. you know if you just got timings all wrong or whatever yeah, yeah so true it. and actually one of 
the points I remember for you that was a big motivation was when you did your first high rocks, right? Oh, yes. Um, and I remember you coming away from that being like, I really loved it, we did well, but I know next time I could do better if I like put 110% into my nutrition. And for me, I feel like that was a big turning point for you. Yes, definitely. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. Um, I think up until then, my goals had been quite like aesthetic based, so how I looked or how I felt. felt more. Um, but after High Rocks, it was more so, like you say, about how I performed and how strong I felt. And I knew that I'd not fueled well and that it, it was in January, so it had just been Christmas, but yeah. I definitely didn't get straight back onto it um, after Christmas. And that was sort of probably one of the tougher parts of the kind of mindset journey. Yeah. Um, but that was a real turning point. When I came out of that, I was really pleased that like, we'd done it. It was a massive achievement, but I just knew exactly what I wanted to work on um, to do it a second time around. I think we booked it within two weeks that we were going to do it again. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was definitely. Um, yeah, no, and I think it's really nice when you see that as a coach, like when someone's goals move purely away from like how they look and what clothes they want to fit into like yes that's still a great motivation there's nothing wrong with that but it's nice when you also have goals like oh I want to be able to perform better in my workouts and I want to be stronger and you know like the types of food that you eat affect that and I think that's when Mm -hmm. it becomes like the motive sometimes I think when the motivation comes to things like that you it takes again like that chore feeling away like because if you're just doing it for the way you look sometimes that's not enough yeah and I think when your motivation is to be stronger and fitter you see it more like on a daily or you know every time I go to the gym if I've not eaten well before it I can tell I know that I feel different I know that I might feel sluggish or tired and yes you have weeks so you feel like that anyway but I can directly see the impact of like my week or my weekend on how I'm training and then when your goal is to be stronger then you know the food choices are easier to make in line with that yeah and um actually like I I know I didn't include this but like when when I was telling you what we were going to like talking to you about what we're going to chat about but um like I found when I was at my CrossFit competition on the weekend I felt inspired when I was like around other people that would like that were stronger than me, fitter than me, better than me. Um, and I think it can be really scary to push yourself out of your comfort zone with events like high rocks or competitions or whatever. Um, and like, have you found that that's kind of helped you grow in your own fitness journey? Yeah, definitely. I suppose when I started um, the gym, um, going to the gym regularly, I didn't even know those kind of things existed. And I know, yeah. when we signed up for it, it was, you know, one of those things you signed up for like 10 months before it. And it's like, yeah, yeah, we'll go for it. And then actually leading up to it it was like quite scary because I thought this is massive and you see it all a lot of it on social media there's some really like high level athletes that compete in it and I just suddenly started thinking gosh what have I done am I going to look silly am I not going to be strong enough all of this stuff yeah. but actually a being there and completing it but then seeing like the incredible people that we did it in doubles and people do it in singles and do the same distance and the same weights and it is yeah it's incredible it's so inspiring to like surround yourself by that yeah group of people yeah and that's kind of triggered you now signing up you've obviously got your half marathon coming up and you've got another high rocks which I think again it just it almost like makes you grow because now you've done one you're like you know what to expect you probably you'll still be nervous but you won't be as nervous the next time as what you were maybe the first time yeah definitely uh the big thing for me so high rocks is a combination of kind of um dream functional gym training and running and the running part was 
part that I felt like I let myself down on. That's a bit that I really struggled with. So coming off the back of Pyrox, I started running more. And then um, my sister, my mum was signed up for a half marathon in October and yeah. sort of talked myself, slash they talked me into it. Um, and I think if you ask anyone that knows me a year ago, if I'd been running a half marathon, they'd have said, absolutely not. Like I always said, no, I don't like running. I'd force myself out on 5Ks and not really sure why. But now you ha- I have these new goals. I have this new kind of perspective on training and how to train better and how to look after myself. Mm. Everything just kind of seems to be slotting into place a lot more. Um, yeah. And I'm loving it. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it's really clicked into place as a lifestyle for you now, rather than something you just like put pick up and put down. Yeah, definitely. So let's go back to your job then, because obviously that that does sometimes mean that you are quite often really busy, you're in stressful environments. Um, and I often find this is like a reason for people not to do things. So how do you re- recommend fitting all this in around like a busy job um and yeah what would you say to other teachers that are maybe in the position to where you were where you were a year ago so I would say absolutely definitely do it and I feel so much better in kind of everything both in work and at home um I have so many more productive hours in my day I spend a lot less time like we talked about um overthinking things and I just feel like I have a much better headspace I am less stressed so getting through that kind of emotion and then coming out of the other side of it, I feel like I'd, or maybe not less stressed, but I just manage it a lot better. So I don't feel as kind of stressed and overwhelmed all the time. Yeah. And I sleep so much better. Um, what I would say is plan, you just have to plan everything to fit it all in. Um, so I definitely use some time on a Sunday to plan my food and then food shop exactly what I've planned. And then I like to be two or three days ahead of myself in my fitness pal. So I'll do that. Monday to Wednesday, maybe on a Sunday night. So it's all tracked in. Um, so I know exactly what I'm going to take to school, kind of where I'm going to eat it and when I'm going to eat it. Yeah. That almost sounds like I don't have flexibility, but I do because then when I've hit my kind of protein that I've tracked and my goals, the calories that are left over, then that is what I'll leave myself for a treat and I won't track that in yeah. until the day kind of. To yeah, so you, you know like your base of your day, but then you still leave a yeah. bit of room to have like something you fancy having or you want to just decide on the day what you have kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, a really good thing I do with meals, and this is something that I picked up for my boyfriend, he's got a list of foods that he likes to eat or like meals that he likes to eat and he just leaves that in the cupboard. Yeah. And when we go and do food shop, we just take that list out and pick out things that we like because, you know, when you sit... Um, and you're trying to plan what meals to eat for a week, you can, it just can take forever sometimes. And that's really good. Yeah. If we have a nice meal, then we'll add it onto that list. And kind of... Oh, that's such a good tip. I'm going to steal that. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah, we literally have got to a point recently, actually, where our food, our meals have kind of been quite repetitive. And we're like, but it always gets to the food shop. And then you don't want to take ages planning. So you end up just having yeah. the same meals <laughs> because you're like... Oh, I just haven't got time to think about this right now. <laughs> I think I could be picking pizzas on repeat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's a really good idea. But um and and I think that's one thing I would say is a lot of the time people think like when you are on a fitness journey, you're only eating like chicken and rice. But if you follow your Instagram, like you have some really nice meals like that chicken katsu curry that you made the other day looked yeah, really good that was so good yeah exactly I think if you take that bit of extra time to plan and think about it there is so much that you can do um with your meals to make them so much more exciting and there's so many kind of ways you can adapt 
like a burger and chips to make that hit the macros that you want to hit it so I'll often like make the burger out of mince because it's so many less calories yeah for the same kind of thing um and make your own chips instead of frozen chips all those kind of things just yeah I agree I think so many times you can think oh I just need I like I, I can think off the top of my head like three different meals I could make from chicken and rice even though it is chicken and rice I'm not saying like everyone has to eat chicken and rice to see results but what I'm saying is is like if you are a bit creative it doesn't have to be boring repetitive like meals that are what you would expect to see like somebody who exercises do eat you know yeah definitely yeah and the frozen chips one is a good one I always see that when somebody starts coaching like they'll start off with frozen chips and actually it doesn't take really any like more time just to cut a potato up and make them yourself and they're way less calories right yeah I don't even peel them they're more like wedges I suppose and I just literally weigh the whole potato and then chop it up and yeah Do you use the air? You have an air fryer, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, we use that. Yeah, yeah. Air fryer is so much, so much quicker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need to get um like a two tier one so I can put more than two foods in at one yeah, food in at a time. Oh, have you? You've got a two drawer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jealous. It's good. <laughs> I don't know how we do it with one. Yeah, no, I don't know either. Like, because sometimes I'll put things in there, in there, and then I'll be like, oh, I've still got to put the oven on to do this this part so I'm like this defeats the point yeah <laughs> okay maybe you've inspired me to get a list of meals that I like and maybe I need you've influenced me to get a two-tier <laughs> air fryer <laughs> um okay so what would you say your favorite thing about being a part of lift is um there's so many things I think number one is just the unwavering support like wherever I am in my journey in my day in the week I know that if I message you with a question um when I get my check-in feedback all those kind of things it's so supportive and it's so personalized to me like yeah I think that's massive I know that you're focused on my journey as I'm focused on my journey mm-hmm. and it's not just like a something that you're saying to everybody it's definitely really personal to me and, and what I'm doing yeah I um, think but I also love oh you guys I also love the whole community as well so we've got like our lift Facebook page we've got the whatsapp group chat and it's so nice to have again like surround yourself by people doing the same thing as you and in the same kind of mindset and just being inspired by what they do um what they share those kind of things yeah I think that's really important is like sometimes maybe like your work colleagues or your like friends might not just might not be into that kind of thing so it's quite nice to have other people that you know are like counting calories or are looking for meal ideas and yeah, I love that. I get, like, I've got that inspo from you, but I love, like, looking on the WhatsApp group and seeing the meal ideas that you've all shared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. There was one literally yesterday of, like, a satay chicken. And I was like, that's going to my meal plan for next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really nice. So what, we've obviously spoken a little bit about struggles, but have you had any big wins recently? Like, any moments where you've kind of looked back and, and been like, oh, yeah, like, last nine months, I've, that would not have happened nine months ago. Um, yeah, so I think there's there's a few. One of them being, um, I'm a bridesmaid on Sunday. So when yeah. I originally signed up, um, that was one of my goals. That I wanted to feel confident in my bridesmaid dress. And I had this fitting, the last fitting like two or three weeks ago. And I just felt so much better when I put my dress on. I felt so confident in it, which was obviously amazing. Yeah. Um, and just in a completely different place to how I, when I looked at myself in the mirror, how I felt about what I saw. 
compared yeah. to nine months ago. So kind yeah. of on a kind of aesthetic yeah. goal or such. That's what that that's my um biggest win. And then just my general consistency. Like I never I've never been this consistent before. Um, to a point where it's just kind of almost in the background now and it's not the forefront of my mind. So yeah. that's amazing. Signing up for the half marathon and just running 10Ks on my own regularly. Like yeah. it's never something that I thought I'd be doing. So yeah. Yeah, I can't believe the wedding is this Sunday actually after all that time. Like it's gone really quick, but equally it feels like such a long time ago we were having that conversation. So, and I think you're right. So many people are maybe bridesmaids or they're getting married themselves and they, they want to feel confident and they want to feel good because there's nothing worse, is there, when you like put on a dress and you feel like you could feel nicer. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think in those kind of occasions as well, you know there's going to be so many photos and I just didn't want to look at photos and not be happy because I just wanted to kind of it's my best friend so celebrate the day and celebrate the moment and just you know not have that in the back of my mind yeah so true I think sometimes when you are unhappy in yourself it takes away from actually what like you're there for and Mm -hmm. and being present with those people enjoying those times so actually doing that work on yourself I think allows you that freedom now to do that which is really nice yeah absolutely Okay, so what are you working on for the rest of the year? Like, what's what's uh, what's coming up? Because we've obviously kind of touched on it already, but I think it's inspiring. <laughs> yeah, so obviously we've got Half Marathon in October, yeah. and then my second High Rocks, which is also in October. So that's yeah. kind of my main two fitness goals between now and then, is just building up my running and just continuing my strength in the gym. Yeah. And then continuing my fat loss journey, and hopefully by the end of the year, getting into maintenance, but we'll see kind of yeah. how that goes. I know with having those two big fitness goals that, you know, it may not happen as quickly, but we'll, we'll kind of play that by year. I just want to yeah. stay in the great place that I am and keep that going. Yeah, I think um, some that's a really important point, actually, is like when you have got other goals around fat loss, like, and obviously one of your big goals is to make sure you're fueling yourself properly for training. It's about getting comfortable that with the fact that maybe it, it doesn't happen as quick as you want it to because you're prioritizing other things at certain points. And I think that's okay. Like, but a lot of people struggle to move away from fat loss sometimes for like a, a period of time so that you can smash things like a half marathon or a high rocks. Yeah. I think what's amazing as well, like uh, compared to where, when I lost weight before, um, losing it whilst doing this kind of training, you change, your shape changes so much so I've got a jumpsuit that I tried on the other day that fits me again and like I was amazed that it fit me because last time I wore it I was probably six kilograms lighter but my body has just changed shape that much through the kind of type of training that I'm now doing that it fits me you know with that difference so that was quite eye-opening um when I looked at that yeah I was gonna say actually that's something we haven't really spoken about but is how like with your journey there was a time the scales was going slower, but it wasn't necessarily because you weren't seeing progress in terms of fat loss. It was because you'd increased your training quite a bit and you were obviously working on your strength a lot more. So Mm -hmm. fat was being replaced with muscle. And did you find that quite hard to get your head around? Yeah, that was definitely, um, yeah, it feels like a bit conflicting in your brain because you see in the pictures and they definitely look different and you can see that and the clothes feel different, but then the scales don't and it is, I think it's just such a ingrained thing, isn't it? That when you lose weight, the scales go down and actually it's like breaking that, um, 
mold almost it's not always that way like yeah. sometimes when you are training a lot and you, you are building muscle um it happens differently and I think when I went on the body scanner can you remember when I sent you the results of when we looked at like the muscle mass yeah and that was you know just that was really eye-opening because it showed you exactly where the muscle had gone up um yeah versus the weight kind of had gone down a little bit but not as much yeah so true and actually I think that's where like things like your photos and your measurements come in really handy because you can physically see those changes in other areas like your measurements went down some weeks but your scales didn't move and I'll be like that's because you've you've put on muscle and you're getting stronger so it's a win you know but I agree it can really mess with your mind yeah definitely I think that's why it helps doing all those little bits so measurements and photos and and the check-in yeah. uh, and the scale weight. I think at times when you're having a, a hard time, it feels like a chore to do that. Yeah. But it gives you so many different ways to view the progress as opposed to just looking at the numbers on the scale. Yeah, I agree. I think it's really easy if you maybe haven't, because I think what a lot of people do, they they step on the scales and then they maybe don't see the results and then they're like, well, what's the point of doing the measurements and the photos? But that's when there's kind of every point to every do Every point. Them. Yeah. 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 And the check-in. I think there's probably been some weeks in the past where you've been like, I do not want to check in today. <laughs> like, <laughs> but you've <laughs> always persevered. And <laughs> yeah, you always put in the effort to all your check-ins, which I think again, makes a massive difference yeah definitely yeah okay so we're gonna end the podcast with questions that I ask everyone on the podcast that comes on the podcast um so do you have a favorite motivational quote um when you asked me the question this is the one that came to my mind straight away and it was definitely from in the like myths of that tricky mindset work part and you said to me forwards is forwards no matter how slow and I think that's so important because it just shows that you are making that progress even if it feels minute or maybe not like you're making progress at all the tiny little steps all add up to kind of lead you to where you want to get to yeah so true oh I love that you've quoted something that I said to you (laughs) (laughs) love that okay and then um uh what am I saying ask me anything so like have you got a question for me a bit of fun like whatever you want to ask yeah so I was just going to ask you what is your all-time favorite macro friendly meal like your go-to oh okay well it's kind of just I've just done what you've done with the quote I've gone with the first thing that's gone in my head (laughs) and it's literally really boring but it has a meaning so every Monday we have chicken sausage pasta for dinner and it's like chicken sausages tomatoes like loads of veg pasta Mm -hmm. like quite a bit of cheese on top um and it comes in at about 400 like 490 calories I think it is really high in protein because of the chicken sausages and the cheese but the reason it's my favorite is because I used to obviously do the Monday lives every week and Louis would cook it for me whilst I was on the live. (laughs) So for me that like it always tastes better when someone else cooks it for you. Oh absolutely. (laughs) Um, And I always knew then like my Monday was going to start strong, Um, like it was cooked for me, it was ready and sometimes after like a nice day you do just want like a big bowl of pasta and that was kind yeah, of definitely. my way of having pasta with and it fit in my calories at the same time so it sounds like a very boring one but I think it's like all the other things that come with it <laughs> yeah a link to it yeah sounds good what about you have you got a all-time fave 
I think mine is fajitas, and I mentioned it earlier, but yeah, yeah I just can't go wrong. I would eat them like daily if Sam didn't say no, we're not having fajitas again. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have them like every Friday, and I haven't had them for ages. So <laughs> you've given me all the like food or nutrition inspo this podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh well thank you so much for coming on I really appreciate it and yeah I hope you've enjoyed being on um do you want to tell people where they can find you on Instagram because you obviously have a fitness account don't you yes um on Instagram I am at evb.food.fitness and you always post like really nice meals on there so yeah if you like a bit of a uh... Yeah. food and spell <laughs> and if you want to follow your journey with the running and the high rocks because I think like, yeah, that's really nice to see all of your runs e- each week so yeah yeah well I hope you've enjoyed this episode guys and found it as inspiring and thought-provoking as I hoped you would we have lots of clients lined up to come on the pod over the coming months and yeah just excited to share more people's journeys with you and show you a bit more about what goes on behind the scenes. So we are currently full for coaching spaces at the moment but we are going to be doing another big launch in September and there will be opportunities to work with myself and Laura both on our Lyft Standard and our Lyft Premium packages. So I'm going to pop the link in the show notes which is going to take you to the website that will give you a brief overview on what coaching involves and if you think yeah that sounds like a bit of me and exactly what I need and you want results like EVs then click apply here um, fill in the application form and if we think you will be a good fit for us and we will be a good fit for you then I will be in touch with more info and hopefully get you started in September otherwise I will see you all next week for another podcast episode see you later